The Chicago Bulls start off their post-trade deadline period with a win against the Memphis Grizzlies. Even though that Memphis Grizzly team was missing like T10 key players, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about kind of the fallout from AK's comments and AK saying that the, he has the, the go-ahead from ownership to go full rebuild. We're going to talk about that and how Bulls fans kind of blame ownership when really a lot of this blame is just solely on the front office. We're going to get into all that plus more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Terry Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for the day. So the Bulls did defeat the Memphis Grizzlies. And throughout all the kind of turmoil and disappointment from fans of not going after uh, anything else at the trade deadline, the Bulls got a win. And, you know, the game started off really sluggish for the Chicago Bulls. They played a much better second half of the game. They did out-rebound the Memphis Grizzlies in the first half of the game, but they had so many turnovers. The, the points off turnovers really is what had the Memphis Grizzlies having that lead in the after the first half of the game. Now, Bulls were able to limit those turnovers in the second half, which then propelled them to be in a much better situation uh, to be able to win that game. And DeMar DeRozan with 30 points, 8 rebounds. Nikola Vucevic with 20 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Andre Drummond with 21 points off the bench with 13 rebounds. He goes 10 of 11 from the field. And then Kobe White, even though the Memphis Grizzlies were trapping Kobe White and trying to get the ball out of his hands as much as possible, didn't really have an impact, in the, a huge impact as far as scoring-wise in the first half of the game. He was able to just... Be consistent, uh, shot 50% from the field for 20 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, as he keeps flirting with that triple-double. Now, the problem, of course, that a lot of Bulls fans are going to have with what happened in this game is the fact that the Bulls, you know, struggled against a team that, you know, a lot of people are saying, hey, the G League Grizzlies, right? Which I understand, even though they still have some talent on that team. But, you know, it wasn't until uh, about four minutes left in the game, a little bit over four minutes, uh, that the Bulls really took uh, or created enough space to have a a sizable lead. That it went ninety nine and ninety five at that point in time, and and at that point the Bulls really dug in. And they never really gave up the lead after that point to hold on to win this game. Now the things that are a lot of the the, the critique criticisms that a lot of people are going to have with this game don't come down to the game itself, right? It comes down to you know AK's words of competitiveness and things like that, and then we had to get a competitive win over a Memphis Grizzlies team that's missing so many key pieces that make that team go and that should make that team, you know, be what it is. And so, you know, it, the, at the end of the day, the Bulls got an ugly win. And I'm going to take an ugly win over an ugly loss any any time period, uh, any shape, form, or fashion. I'm going to take the win. But, you know, it's just, like I said, the, the, these games are going to happen. The, the Bulls aren't the only team in the NBA that are, that are going to play. I mean, this Memphis Grizzlies team just played the Cleveland Cavaliers tough not too many games ago, right? So it's going to happen. It, it doesn't exclusively happen to the Bulls, but I think when you look at some of the, the the thought process behind this game, some of the feelings coming out of this game, it really comes down to what happened earlier in that day, and that's what we're going to talk about next, is the Bulls had yet again another trade deadline of inactivity, didn't decide to do much. In AK's press conference, he said a few things, and some of those things were very triggering for Bulls fans that have been, you know, a, fans of this team for a long time, right, and have seen what's going through. And one of the things that stood out was AK saying he has the full go from the front office, I mean, from the uh, ownership, if he decided to go for a rebuild. And he decided that he didn't want to do because of competitiveness. That's the new new word for the Chicago Bulls, competitiveness. We traded in the word continuity for competitiveness. But 
the thing is, he said that uh, that that he has that 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 go ahead to go full rebuild. That he does not want to do that because this team does want to fight and compete for the playoffs. And as I said, kind of my in my post deadline video, or whatever to call it, is that the problem with that is is that with the Bulls staying the same, relatively the same. We know we've made Andre Drummond last year change, Torrey Craig, Javon Carter this year. But every year that goes by that you don't make changes where the other teams around you are making changes and your players are aging, therefore, and it's evident, DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic have started declining. Now, that doesn't mean they're still not going to be productive on some nights. And nothing I say here is against the players themselves, but it's just the reality of the game of basketball and sports in general. Every year that you don't make changes where teams are making changes around you, Guess what? You are getting worse by just the nature of that happening. Now, yes, we know that the, that the front office hoped that a young player was going to step up, one to two of them. I talked about it so much this summer that the development for the Chicago Bulls was really going to come via a young piece stepping up and developing. And we got that in Kobe White. Unfortunately, that happened with Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic starting off this season shooting their worst percentages of their career. And many of them are still there. And Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic and DeMar isn't that far off from still shooting some of the worst shooting splits of his career. But they're still able to be impactful. But then you get Zach Levine going down with injury. Pat going down with injury. Torrey Craig going down with injury. And, 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 and the trade request, right? So the, the thing that we were looking for coming into the season of hoping that a young player was going to step up, it happened. But unfortunately, the other things happening around it means that we didn't get to take that step up. Now, this is not an excuse at all. But when you have a front office that, you know, decides not to make changes, not to capitalize on players' value, and then say things like, we want to re-sign DeMar DeRozan, here's the problem with that. DeMar is great. I've defended DeMar against a lot of you guys lately, and I'm not even a DeMar DeRozan guy. Hell, just last season, they were calling me a DeMar DeRozan hater. Now I find myself in situations that I'm defending DeMar DeRozan with people saying, oh, he's just, he slows down. He's the reason the offense... We need DeMar with, with what he brings and how he how he manages fourth quarter sometimes because we're still having players that are learning and developing to do that. Now, Kobe is showing that a lot, right? Showing that a lot. But the fact is, in saying that we hope to re-sign DeMar DeRozan, what that's saying in, in, in reading between the lines is we haven't come to a contract extension with DeMar DeRozan because we couldn't come to agreement on the money, which means that if you're going to pay him and keep him, you're going to overpay for him. We're going to overpay for a 34 going on 35-year-old player that has already started showing signs of declining so that we can stay competitive. Competitive, right? And then what are we really competing for? The ninth seed in the Eastern Conference? Now I get it. I hear a lot of you guys and, and a lot of people in the comments saying, guess what? Well, if we have health, we can be this, we can be that. When, when is that ever going to happen? We've never been a team that's – the closest thing that we had last season, we had a pretty much primarily healthy season. And like I said, Zach, DeMar, and Vooch had all individually really solid seasons last year. And we still were the 10th seed in the play-in tournament and needed a buyout signing and Pat Bev to push us to even being that. So what are we What are we talking about? Like, I get it as fans. We we love these players. I love Alice Cruz. So I love Andre Drummond. I love their contributions to this team. But by, here's the, here's the analogy. I don't know if it's going to hit for everyone. If you love something, let's say you have, a, you have a, a bunny rabbit and you love it and you just, you love holding it and, and you can hold on to that bunny rabbit so tight that you suffocate the motherfucking thing. And that is what this team is doing. It's holding on so tight to its assets that by the time it's willing to let go and ease up on it, it's suffocated it. It's not the value in it is, is decreased and you're not getting anything from it. And your team has not increased and improved. Now, AK saying this, a shakeup doesn't guarantee you success. That is 100% right. A shakeup 
doesn't guarantee that your team is going to all of a sudden be this hugely successful team. It does not guarantee that at all. I get that. I understand it. But staying the same doesn't guarantee you're going to get better either when you're seeing your team decline and take steps back year after year after year. And yes, Kobe White has been amazing. Io has been amazing for the Chicago Bulls this season and the growth that they've had. But you, but it, you're using that to Kobe and Io are basically keeping life. They are giving life support to a core that has told you two years ago it ain't it. That's what's happening right now. AK saying this as well. We would take a step back in any proposed trade, which we won't do, uh, which we don't want. We want to stay competitive. We have an obligation to this organization and this fan base in the city to stay competitive and compete for the playoff. Now, the problem with this is, is that you don't have to go full rebuild to have a major shakeup. You don't have to go full rebuild. You don't have to tank to rebuild a team. You have to be smart. Now, I get it. AK said, wait till we do. Wait to see what the team does in the offseason. That we're going to wait to make changes in the offseason. The problem with that is, is that you said last year at the trade deadline, I think Bulls fans are, no, I think it was the the, the season-ending press conferences, you, the exit meetings. You said, I think fans will be happy when they see what we do in the offseason. And what did you do? You brought in Torrey Craig and Javon Carter, and you traded for Julian Phillips. And while Torrey Craig and Julian Phillips have their, like, Torrey Craig's great. I love the way he impacts the game. It has not changed the ceiling of the Chicago Bulls team. At some point, you have to realize you don't have to go full rebuild. I've said it before. What really hurt uh, changes in a full rebuild is fans' expectations. But at the end of the day, if you're not willing to make the tough changes that needs for this team to, to truly be competitive, because right now we are competing for nothing but a ninth seed. And, well, okay, the Bulls can get up to eighth. Cool, cool. Do you still put, pick that Bulls team to win a playoff series? Do you do that, right? That is where we sit right now as a franchise and as a team, and that is what's the most frustrating thing about it is that AK just seems to be tone deaf. And that doesn't, I'm not going to abstain some of you fans either. Fans that keep blaming ownership. Let me tell you something right now. Ownership, does the only mandate that ownership has for this team. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Is to not go over the luxury tax. People who keep using the blanket thing or the ownership is cheap. The Bulls are top 10 in payroll in the NBA. Top 10 in payroll. We are paying a top 10 payroll team to be middling so no ownership isn't what affects the most of this team yes they don't want to go into the luxury tax but that's this thing that this fan base keeps using is going into the luxury tax as being the reason why this team is bad it's not it's bad decisions that have led this team to where they are the ownership didn't tell uh uh uh, 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 uh the ownership didn't tell uh damn <laughs> karnashova to trade for nikola vucevic Ownership didn't say you got to trade for Vooch or nothing else. 
The ownership didn't say, hey, you can't move off this Lonzo Ball contract. The ownership didn't say, hey, you got, absolutely got to keep DeMar DeRozan. The only thing that ownership mandates is that this team does not pay the luxury tax. And if you can't build a team that's better than fighting for a ninth seed in a playing spot but, but because of the luxury tax, then you're not good at your job, period. That's it. You have a top 10 payroll in the NBA. That's it. The Bulls have always been over the salary cap. So this thing and the statement that so many fans hold on to, well, it's ownership. Ownership is cheap. Stop blaming ownership for incompetence from your front office to build a, a team that's good enough. That's what it is. Yes, ownership definitely it sucks that at times. The, the biggest problem with not paying the luxury tax is that if and when, hopefully at some point within my lifetime, we'll see if that happens, the Bulls build a championship team. We then have to have concerns if we're going to keep that team together or if we get close. Let's say we're a team that gets to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of times and loses. The biggest concern in what the ownership group does or does not do is the fact that will we pay to keep that team together if the salary starts rising? That's when we can start blaming ownership for the structure of this team. The bad decisions, the draft picks that haven't paid off yet, the fact that we just got a shooting coach and a player development staff, though, and, and we keep drafting young, raw pr project pieces in the draft, that is not on ownership. That is on the front office. And AK sits there every time and uses this thing on, wait till then. Don't shit come then. We want to be competitive. We're fighting for a ninth seed. What are we doing? That is the biggest problem with this team right now. It's, and I, it's not that I hate AK. It's not that I hate Eversley. It's not that I think that they can't turn this around. It's the fact that they don't make the tough decisions to do so. Now, again, everything isn't just about this trade deadline. I want to be clear on this. This trade deadline is a culmination of the frustration that fan bases have. Nobody's saying that AK should have went out and made bad trades if they were just bad trades. But this, is, this, this trade deadline is not just about this trade deadline. It's about the totality of the decisions that you've made up until this point have led to a team that is disappointing. It's the, it's the, the series of decisions that have led us here. But yes, people hope that this trade deadline, you can turn it around. But the series of decisions, the missing on certain draft picks, the, 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 uh, the under-evaluation of certain prospects, right? The inability to come off of a situation with Lonzo Ball when you see that it's not working. And yeah, I see you guys in the comments. Well, when Lonzo comes back, Lonzo's been out of the game of basketball for two, almost three years by the time he comes back. You know what? That's not, he's not going to come back, and he's not saving the Bulls with his one-year contract. And I, I hate to let me wake you guys up for a minute. We're having a truth moment here. Guess what? If, unless Lonzo Ball comes back and he is earth-shattering, which is not going to happen, the Chicago Bulls aren't going to re-sign him past that one year unless he's willing to take a minimum deal considering all the injury history around him. You guys are holding on hope for Lonzo Ball to turn this thing around? You're about as bad as AK when you do that, period. But it's not. It's the series of events that led here. And back to this thing at the trade deadline, yes, we love Alex Caruso. We love Andre Drummond. A lot of us love DeMar DeRozan. I like DeMar, don't love DeMar. It is what it is there. But when it comes down to that piece of it, that part of it, it just you just have to understand that it's the total. Like, once again, if you do decide to move off some of these pieces, or if, you, God forbid, if you overpay DeMar DeRozan just to keep him on this roster for a team that's going to struggle to win 40 games this season, if you do that, yet again, that's another sign of incompetence from a front office that seems like it doesn't understand that you have to change and evolve if you want to stay ahead of the game in in the NBA. You can't just keep relying on luck. Yeah, look, look, uh, part of luck pays, plays a part into it, absolutely. Every front office has gotten lucky of the, over the course of what they've done. Now, how they capitalize off that luck is what kind of separates teams, right? The Bulls got lucky with what 
Jimmy Butler developed into. But guess what? We had a front office that couldn't capitalize off that luck and build around that player. The Denver Nuggets got lucky in what uh, Nikola Jokic turned into. But guess what? They capitalized off that luck by building a team around him that eventually was able to win an NBA title. That is the difference. Every team has a form of luck involved in it. Every team. But how you build off that luck, how you still make smart decisions outside of getting lucky is the thing that happens with that, that happens that separates good franchises from franchises that can potentially be great. And this team has not done that for years and years and years. And we ain't got lucky either. God ain't listening for Chicago Bulls fans. That is part of the problem that we see and that we feel with this team when we see it every single day and be what it has been. So we got to stop just blaming ownership because, yeah, ownership has its own limitations. Don't get me wrong. But AK's bad decision making over the course of years is the bigger thing that has led the Bulls to where they are right now. The things holding this team back the most isn't just ownership. It's the bad decisions. It's the missing on things from the front office. And until we get into a spot and a place of where we're going to do that, listen, it's gonna, we're going to keep pushing the same ball up the hill. Sisyphus is real in this team. You might as well change your name to the Chicago Sisyphus. Sisyphusy, whatever you want to call it. And that is, the one, that is the biggest indictment on this front office and the biggest issue with where we are right now as a team because you have to be willing to make the tough decisions. And maybe this is a wake-up call. I'll give AK credit. AK seemed outright dejected in that press conference he had afterwards. He did. Whether that's frustration over him knowing that, that how the fan base was going to feel, whether that's frustration over maybe he wanted to do some things and didn't give, get the green light from ownership to go into the luxury checks. Because, again, those are players that were moved that we could have absorbed into our disabled player exception. But, of course, that would have sent the Bulls into the luxury tax area, which, again, ownership doesn't want to do. So it's not just about the frustration around Bulls Nation right now isn't just about the lack of activity at this trade deadline. It's a culmination of the inactivity and bad decisions from this front office, and the, and it seems like they don't have the ability to realize when shit is starting to slide. We'll see. Is it going to be another offseason of continuity? Until I see otherwise, I'll say yeah. But we'll see what ends up coming up from this team. Now, before we get off from this, man, AK said this, that he was asked what he's selling to fans right now. And he says he's selling a competitive group to fans. And here's what I'm going to say to that. AK, stop using the ascension of Kobe White to excuse your inactivity. Stop using the development that Kobe White has made this NBA season and the, and the fact that he seems like he's rounding out into a offensive threat and a smart player in this league to excuse your inactivity. Don't use Kobe White's season as a smokescreen for your inactivity as a front office. Kobe White has been amazing. He's been downright great and I love every single minute of basketball that we've seen from Kobe White in the way that he's growing and learning. It's been so long since we had a player hit this ascension that was drafted by the Chicago Bulls and it's great to see. But stop using the play of Kobe White to, to pull the wool over fans' head, eyes because I tell you what, there are a lot of games, even with the way the DeMars played at times, that we wouldn't be in if it wasn't for Alec Jacoby White. And so using this thing of selling a competitive group to fans because you have a player right now going nuclear is, is, is pussy. That's what it is. It's pussy. That's what you're being right now. So I'll give you, I'll give it time. Am I going to ever stop being a Bulls fan? Hell no. That's never going to happen. I'm going to be here wearing my Bulls gear every single day, go to as many games as I possibly can, and I'm going to rep the Chicago Bulls because I'm not a die-easy fan. I'm not a fair-weather fan. I live this. This is it. I got the Bulls tattooed on my finger. I live this every single day. But the fact of the matter still remains is that you have to be, uh, you have to be willing to be aggressive as a front office in the NBA, and we just not have seen that at any form of a high level from this front office for years, for years. And it still says a lot that the player that we're still 
hinging all this development on and that you're trying to use as a smokescreen was a player that was drafted by the previous front office. You got to find your way. You got to find a way to make this team. And so, like I said, the frustration isn't just about this trade deadline. It's a culmination of a series of lack of activity from the Chicago Bulls since they initially put this team together and they were very aggressive in putting this team together. And no, the Bulls don't need to make trades if it means that they're going to have to give up draft capital and things like that. You don't want to make a trade just to make a trade, but you do need to be smart. If you truly want, do what you say to the fans. You say what the fans deserve. If you think that this is what we deserve, if you think that what you've been putting out on the court is indicative of what we deserve, then you're telling us that you think we're shit. That's what it tells us that you think, think of us. And hopefully that changes. Thank you for attending my TED Talk. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.